0: Happy Thursday. Welcome here to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, We're finally back home. Uh, first home game of the year, Saturday night at 6 p.m. And gosh darn it, Steve Sipple, it's always interesting and uh, a lot of intrigue, a lot of interest for Nebraska going into this home opener against Northern Illinois. Number one, it's Matt Rule's first home game at Nebraska. But number two, we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Um, but Jeff Sims has been limited all week, and yeah, as you kind of navigate through the weeds, headline number one: Should we be ready to see Heinrich Harburg as Nebraska's starting quarterback? What do you think,
1: SIP? Well, yeah, I think we should be ready to see him. Now, Matt Rule did say today that Jeff Sims, who who hurt an ankle with 9:21 left against Colorado, 9:21 left in the game against Colorado is progressing and could play. But what what do you think, Sean? You're, you're hearing things.
0: Yeah, I think they've been getting Harburg ready all week, and that's the key. I mean, how much has Sims really repped? My read is not much. I mean, he's been able to do, quote, some things. Mm-hmm. But I I just have the sense they've been getting Harburg ready. And, you know, let, let's say Nebraska's 2-0, and and, you know, the season's a little bit different right now. Maybe there's a way you can get Sims out there to go. But this, the way they've played the first two games on offense, um, historically bad numbers—eight turnovers, fumbles, Um, interceptions—you know this is a perfect opportunity. If you're gonna give another guy an opportunity, there may not be a better part of the schedule than doing it right now to see what Heinrich Harburg can do, and then at the same time let Jeff Sims rest his ankle and kind of make a decision at that point. But you've got two home games here, and I'm not saying these are guaranteed wins because no game is guaranteed for Nebraska. Um, but you've got a game against Northern Illinois and a game against Louisiana Tech. Um, and let's see what they can do. My question, though, is if they go with Harvard and he struggles, what's the plan B? Is it Chuba Purdy or is it to put in a Jeff Sims? <laughs>
1: okay, now there's a lot to or, unpack. Or Luke Longbill. No, come on. Um, <laughs> stop. Um, yeah, it could be Chuba, but there's a lot to unpack with what you just said the thing you glossed over is sort of the lead that if you really think that you think there's a decision to be made, let Harb Okay. The way it was, and I don't disagree with you. It's just, I just, I just want to point out that this could be what's going on that let's see what Harburg looks like. That's what the coaching staff is thinking. And then we have a decision to make. Oh, we already have a decision to make. See what I was, when, when you said that, I thought they had decided on Sims, you know, that that Jeff Sims, this was Jeff Sims team. Now, it sounds to me like you are thinking at this point, this is not Jeff Sims team anymore. It's well, he's hoping, hurt. It's hoping. he's hurt. Okay.
0: And okay, to me the what if lo- he
1: wasn't hurt?
0: Then I think it'd still be Sims. Okay. That's, but that's, I think my thing is if you put an injured Jeff Sims out there mm-hmm. and throw him out of Memorial Stadium after what the last two weeks have looked like for him, and he makes a bad mistake, that's not gonna be pretty. No, no. I mean, Nebraska football fans, the one thing you don't want to do is test their intelligence. They like that's for sure. I mean, they're gonna get pretty angry if a hobbled Sims comes out there and he's not a hundred percent and he screws up and they lose the game because of
1: that. Right. Oh no, yeah, no, that's one hundred
0: I mean, they want to put an I mean, how about let's focus on making handoffs, jumping on fumbles, like some some of the things that have cost them, mm-hmm. um, not keeping your eyes on the receiver the entire time. So the defense knows exactly where you're going. I mean, these are fundamental things. Why Nebraska has eight turnovers. And if you take away some of these turnovers by Sims, Nebraska has probably at least one win, right? Maybe two.
1: Right. And uh, I mean, so getting more toward a big, more toward a big picture conversation. Owen oh, two. Yes. A lot of it is on Sims. He's credited with seven of the eight turnovers. Um, or, you could say seven of the eight turnovers are really his. I think he's actually Anthony credited. Grant's got his. Yeah, I think he's credited with six actually because the fumble, Irvin. Yeah, the where he didn't get it in his pouch, didn't get it in Irvin's pouch. I, you know, um, that you could credit that one to Sims too. Anyway, I the key thing that you said was if Sims were healthy, this would still be his team, problem probably, right? I think so. Yeah. So there's that. Now, as far as Owen, two and patience in this talk about patience, I, I don't even understand the – okay, i got to be careful. I guess I understand impatience to a certain extent, but it's two games in. And, Sean, I picked Minnesota to beat Nebraska, and I picked Colorado to beat
0: Nebraska. That's the one thing you can say. It's like, wait a minute. Nebraska was not underdog their first two games, and newsflash, they're too.
1: Right. I, picked, I but, picked both Minnesota and Colorado.
0: Okay. Going off – the intelligence of a Nebraska fan, they watch both games and right. particularly Minnesota. Right. That should be a win. And we know, we know that like the five minute mark, fourth quarter, Anthony Grant gets a nine yard, eight yard run. They're about ready to ice that clock down.
1: It's 10 to three, at that. 10 point. to
0: three. And they're, they're moving. They're moving. And, and they're about ready to close the game yeah. out. Even and,
1: a field goal. You're Great shape.
0: But then Sims throws the pick after that to lose it in regulation. Colorado game. Alvano misses that field goal. It would have been three nothing, but then Sims follows it up with the turnover, and then the other. I mean, just the way it unraveled
1: in the second quarter. I mean, it was the game wasn't going poorly for Nebraska until five the five minute mark, five minutes to go in the second quarter. Remember, we were we've said this before, but we were talking in the press box. This game is you know midway through the second quarter, it was starting to swing. I thought, I thought. I thought Shadir Sanders was a coming, becoming a little bit unnerved, a little bit, not completely. Nebraska's defense was playing well, though. Colorado had a goose egg on the board, and you're heading towards the late stages of the first half. That's not, that, that's not what they thought was going to happen. And then the turnovers came, drop, snap, drop, snap, Colorado gets a field goal bad pick you saw it we had great we had a great viewpoint from the press box because the press box in Colorado's lower than a lot of them he rolls Sims rolls to his right and I can see his eyes and he's and I know exactly where he's looking and and boom he telegraphs it that defensive back makes a pretty easy play 10 zip touchdown after that then then it just unravels so it's unfortunate the way it's transpired and again winding back to the quarterback a lot of it is on sims
0: hi it's sean callahan with husker online we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so u.s cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right, before we get now to headline number two, uh, the show and segment brought to you by CHI Health. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. This year, it is estimated that over 288,000 men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer and over 34,800 men will die from the disease. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. I want to remind you to talk to your health care provider about when to begin prostate cancer screenings. Men age 50 and older should talk about uh, getting with their healthcare provider about setting up a screening Find prostate cancer early, and it will make the treatment easier. If you don't have a provider, visit chihealth.com to provide to find a provider in a CHI Health Clinic near you. Once again, thank you to CHI Health uh, for being a sponsor here on the Husker Online Show. All right, let's go headline number two now. What should our level of concern be with the potential with this 0 two start heading into this game now at home with
1: maybe even Jeff Sims being out um, level of concern should be high. Cause the offense is a very ordinary offense. Nebraska has, a, I'm, I'm being kind. It's a very ordinary offense. The line is okay. Ish. The receivers come on. It, it, there's, there's a, there's a glaring lack of explosion at the receiver position. There's no Samori Ture. There's no Trey Palmer. There's no hell. I mean, go back. I mean, like Brandon Bell, Quincy. And there's nothing that Brandon Riley would look like Jerry Rice right now. (laughs) The system. A little like Jerry Rice. Um, I'm being. Yeah, I got you. Tongue Um, in cheek here. But the running backs are fine. They're, you know, I like that group. But there's, you know, it's not. That's not Amir Abdul and Rex Burkhead. So. uh, The level of concern. In that regard, it's high. They, but the, the on the good side, defense m- much better in the front seven than I expected. Expected the back end to be good. I expected the back end to be good. Not, I didn't expect the front seven to look as good as it is. Now you got to get special teams on a going on a consistent level. Foley has a big job. He does. If this team is going to make a bowl game, it has to be good on a weekly basis on defense and special teams. If you have two of the three phases clicking, especially if it's clicking at a high level, they're going to have a chance in a very manageable Big Ten schedule.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting um, how they kind of shape this offense. I mean, in some ways, you got to give like a team like Iowa some credit because they know who they are. They're really good on defense. They're really good on special teams but they are below average on offense and they build around that. And I think Nebraska going to have to figure that out. They've got to build around this defense. They've got to win in the kicking game and they got to figure out what works for them on offense. They're not going to win a lot of shootouts. They don't have the receivers. No. They don't have the quarterback play. They don't have the tackle play on the line uh-uh. to win in shootouts. Nope. Um, you know, 40 plus yard plays are few and far between for this unit. We've seen some nice 25, 30 yard type runs, but you're not going to see a lot of big, big 40, 50 yard plays from this offense.
1: No, they're I mean, I think Rule would say we can be a better offense than Iowa. Iowa hasn't run the ball well for a long time. Not really well. Uh, I mean, they're not last year. So and and Rule mentioned this week, he thinks if Nebraska's really clicking, it's playing good defense, good special teams, and running for 250 yards a game. Now that's a big, that's a big number. 250 a game is a big number. I don't know if they can get to that. I, it's a nice number to aspire to, but I don't. They don't have that kind of talent. Um,
0: well, the numbers say if Nebraska runs for just 200 a game, Which they, they are now. They usually win. Yeah, they're like, they're 201.5 right now, and I think that metric holds for a lot. I mean, if you play in the Big Ten and you rush for 200 in a game, you usually win. Yeah, usually.
1: So, so but then you have Nebraska factors like fumbles and turnovers and picks yeah. and Sean what it comes down to this weekend. I just want to see what the offense looks like without an abnormal barrage of turnovers. Like, take us, I mean, like... How about just one? Just one. Keep it to one. I'll give you one. And they've been
0: pretty defensive or protective of some of these mistakes and how and why they've happened, being on the road and yada, yada. But, man, like, you watch a lot of football. I do, too. You don't see, like, quarterbacks just dropping the snaps and handoffs and stuff. I mean, like, these are
1: preventable. Yeah, they did a good job this week. They Nebraska's coaches and teammates of Jeff Sims have kind of protected him. You heard Gabe Irvin take the blame for the handoff we alluded to. The third quarter handoff that was dropped. Irvin Irvin said that's on me. Ah, maybe. You heard you heard it was almost like Satterfield was responding to the media cuz a lot of people say how do you drop a snap? Um and Satterfield turned that around and said, hey, it's not as easy as you think. And, you know, I, he alluded to the noise factor and the cadence and timing, all those things, which come off, frankly, as excuses. I've said it before this week. I'll say it again. When you're in an environment like that, your plays aren't going to come off perfectly all the time because it's so loud and there's so much going on. A quarterback has to build into his mindset. This this snap could come a little early or a little late, but I still got to catch it. Like you have to be locked in. Yeah, you got to be really mentally tough. I mean, you got to guard the football, period. Like you can't just right take the snap for granted. No, and you can't just just say, "Hey, coach, it didn't come exactly when I thought it was going to." Come on. Of course it didn't. It's not always going to, especially when you're playing in the loudest stadium I've encountered in 30 years. That was a I've Colorado? never seen. Yeah. I'm I would ne- put I would put O2 penn
0: state in 2010 AM up there
1: yeah they're up there too and odson and odson A M
0: 10. Yeah, 10 that was loud because it's it's a coordinated cheering effort there good we, point that was the game where martinez got his foot stepped on
1: by caputo on it on a snap issue yeah i mean here's the thing we're up we're up in the sky literally like we're f- it's like you're 30,000 feet. The in. window was open in the box, though. That made, oh, it was? At, at Colorado. That Colorado wasn't at Kyle Field. No,
0: but we could hear. That made it a little louder. So, when the, I mean, usually it were enclosed with a window, like
1: Colorado had the windows open, which I prefer, honestly. Yeah, it was sustained noise there from the moment we got to the stadium at, I don't know, 7 30, 7 till the end of the game. It was sustained noise. Ridiculous. But anyway. Yeah, maybe Sims just wasn't equipped for that. And hopefully hopefully he will be going forward. I'm going to go on a
0: limb and say Georgia Tech didn't play in too many hostile crowds. Not like that. I mean, I don't think they were getting, you know, three, four million, eight, in this case, eight million people watching the games. on. I mean, the, the pressure on
1: Sims from him now is way greater than it's ever been. I wonder if that was a factor. And you don't know because he didn't talk to the media and he wouldn't let on. But I wondered about that in the pregame when it was so loud and so intense and so kind of weird. There, it's kind of weird in Boulder. But this this whole phenomenon is that's taken hold in Boulder is a little disconcerting. It's kind of weird, and I just wondered, man, how's he? How is, is he going to handle this? Uh, he didn't handle it. He didn't handle it. well in that Dion show. It's going to keep rolling. I mean,
0: like. Game yeah, day was, and big noon kickoff. Did you see Jay Norvell's comments? I was startled by,
1: I couldn't believe it that Jay said that. Go ahead. Subscribe. It's almost like
0: Jay's just playing a role in this reality TV show. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make it what he say. Yeah, he I'll, goes, I'll tell you what he said. He
1: said, um, <laughs> God bless Jay. He, yeah, this was really out of character for Jay to say this. He said, I, my, my parents taught me that when I talked to adults, I took my, took off my hat and my glasses, my sunglasses. That's a that's now now Shadower Sanders was talking about this, this sort of contrived personal sh- shot that Rule took. Well, he was being contrived insane that Rule took a personal shot at his dad. That by Jay Norvell was a personal shot. Can you imagine if Rule or Frost said that? No, I can't imagine it. It would be a, I mean, the hate crisis. Cream. Yeah, crisis. Yeah, crisis. Cause you, what you saw. In Boulder was nuts. The hatred wow. that flows from Colorado toward Nebraska is crazy over the top. It is bizarre, like how bad coloradoans hate Nebraska. I,
0: I, I don't understand. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like we were at war. It's
1: like the Middle East. It's serious. Yeah, it. I. I don't think it really flows that intensely from the Nebraska side. That's my read. No,
0: but somebody I know went and nicest couple you could ever meet my age. Mm-hmm. Her husband um, left his wallet or lost it in the game and got it back after the game. Had to go to lost and found, but they were waiting around. And, you know, six of them were waiting to get the wallet back mm-hmm. and they got mother effed. So sure. Back. I mean, it was and sure. And these are just like her middle sure. age families with kids that are young. I mean, it's, it's un- her, I, not only did it's I,
1: embarrassing. I would be embarrassed if I was, a, if I was a part of that, just, I would, <laughs> Just so our list, I understand. That. Just so our listeners understand, this isn't stuff we just heard. It's stuff we saw. I saw stuff. It's embar- it's gr- terrible. Right. Like how how humans
0: could be that way. I mean, and just like just let people go to the game. You don't have to stick your finger in your fa- their face. And, they do that though. And in in try and then some little frat guy in a visor
1: tested some guy, and he got an elbow right to his face from yeah, Nebraska. Well, that fan. was happening. There was a fight in the stands. I mean, there was. I was just. Uh, i told i said on on the radio show our radio show husker husker online radio show earlier this week I was just sitting there i just wanted some downtime before the game eating a burrito um by this buffalo statue and man I saw this kid this kid with a nebraska shirt just getting verbally assaulted and then hands on him hands on him pretty soon there was police detail there it just i mean it, these were college kids going at it but whatever it's yeah not it's not just college
0: the kids. percentage of people in the student stadium that are students there is high it is like of the 53,000 there's probably 15,000 yeah. students in there yeah. I mean so more often than not you're gonna see students everywhere in there because yep. it's a high percent I mean that was what I'll say about these first two games um, as we wrap up headline two mm-hmm. the amount of students at Minnesota and at Colorado sure. like think about the other places we go. You don't see that. I mean, Michigan has a hard time getting their students out like that. Mm-hmm. Purdue, no students. Right. Illinois, no students. Iowa, it's always Black Friday. That was like one of the rare times where two weeks in a row, I mean, you had legit student presence, you know, because I mean real, yeah. I mean, the stage was big.
1: Yeah. The Minnesota student section had to be 25 000 to 30,000.
0: I mean, think about Illinois when we went out there in 21. So many there. I mean, it was like foreign students like just like taking in their first ever college football yeah. game like what's this you know
1: like <laughs> it was it was a whole day di- i mean well, it, it wasn't like a true student crowd no whereas colorado it was rabid there was a rabid bunch of students oh yeah
0: so it was uh, quite the deal all right let's take it to headline 3 but Before we get to headline three, brought to you by our sponsor, Bauer Underground. Bauer Underground is helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future and is looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foreman. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, um, employee health insurance, dental disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction. No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, uh, giving you a hands-on experience that you need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view the testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experience, their company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned, with a company and crews and work sites across Nebraska, based in Norfolk, Uh, wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you for more information like Bauer underground on Facebook or visit Bauer Come start your new career today and sip. I'm going to make sure we, we swing uh, the the Bauer uh, skybox of Memorial stadium is on the press level. So we are going to, we're going to swing in there and say hi to Stu Bauer tomorrow. So that would be good. Get a full report from Stu. Thank you very much. Bauer underground for sponsoring uh, the Husker online show. Uh, but let's take it to headline number three. Um, you look at this Husker defense, guys like Makai Bayer and the rise of some of the new faces on this defense. That really has become a very promising, developing storyline.
1: Yeah. I mean, Bayer, I mean, you just start with ba- Bayer. Really interesting because he's come from nowhere. I mean, played three snaps on defense against Minnesota, and then played 40 plus against Colorado and was a factor. I mean, he was a he was a major factor in the game. He looks like he belongs. He's added depth to the front seven. When I say the front seven's better than I thought it was, he's one of the reasons. Not not I mean he's just one of the reasons. Um he didn't play. This is a player I hope people understand. Makai Bayer came to Nebraska hurt. He came with a, a bad hey, he had a wicked knee injury in high school in New Jersey. He didn't even – I don't even think he could have played in 2021 if he wanted to. In 2022, he didn't play again. He went two seasons without playing at all. So now he's coming into his own. He made a big impression against Minnesota on special teams. On one, on one kickoff, he blew up two or three blockers and went down and made the tackle. Rule watched the special teams and said, we have to get him on the field on defense. Yeah, you look
0: back at that 2021 recruiting class Mm -hmm. in the linebacker position. I mean, there's been some major busts, but he's been one that's emerged. I mean, think about uh, Heiuli from Hawaii, already gone, left, didn't last. Randolph Kapai still here, has not played, though, at all for Nebraska. Bayer has been the guy that's emerged, but then Seth Malcolm, already done, linebacker on that 2021. And then Chris Kalarvik was a guy they brought in as a transfer. But they brought in four linebackers that year And Bayer is the only one that's kind of
1: come out of that pack. And two of them have already left the program. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's, I would say, fortified those. I, I look at the weak side linebacker the, with a Will and the mic is kind of the same. It's a, kind of the same group of guys. You know, it's headed up by Luke Reimer. Then there's then there's Nick Hendricks and John Bullock. And now there's now there's Makai Bayer. And then Javon Wright's kind and of Javin the fifth and Wright. guy. Yeah, and Javin Wright. That's a good group. But yeah, you look at um Henrich, he came on. He's he's moving better than I've ever seen him coming off knee surgery. There was
0: a play where he read screen, like he kind of came in and he mm-hmm. sent screen and then mm-hmm. he backed up and 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 shut it down. I mean, he's got natural instincts that veteran players have.
1: Yeah, and I just I'm sort of amazed by how well he's moving. He, he, now he came free on one of those plays where he got to the quarterback, which you could have got to the quarterback in that circumstance, but he, he is playing. He's moving. Well, Reimer's playing. Well, Reimer and Bullock are the best blitzers on the team. Uh, those Bullock guys,
0: blitzes with like a thought. I like how he's got some authority to him the way he comes in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Reimer always has Reimer's just a kind of a bullet. So yeah, the front seven has been something that's surprised me a little bit. I, I knew they were going to be good in the back end, and I wondered about the front sevens, depth of big bodies that hasn't been an issue um they're so active you got you have a guy like like I was a little skeptical could Cam Lemhart really be this big of a factor as a freshman as a true freshman well yeah he 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 doesn't first of all he doesn't seem like a freshman and he is going to keep being a factor so, and I still think Prince well man I I know Prince well hasn't made plays um it's not like he's jumping off the the chart that way, but man, he's a, an aggressive, aggressive defender.
0: Well, Lindhard, I don't look as, I mean, coming from IMG Academy, he played really high level ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost like juke. I mean, like college level ball sure. in high schools last year. And so. they travel
1: and all that. I mean, he
0: he's mentally ahead. And then in New Jersey, he played for a really good program down Bosco before. Yeah. So he's played high level ball for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, he just, I don't want to say slip to Nebraska, but Penn state and Michigan state were the other teams on him and Nebraska was
1: able to win that out. It's a great win. It's a great win. Then, you know, you saw Riley van Poppel materialize in the critical parts of the game against Colorado in to- inside and held up really well. I thought, I think he held up well. I'm not a, I'm not, you know, I'm not a defensive line coach, but he looked pretty good. To do me. you remember
0: his dad as a baseball player?
1: Yeah, I do remember his dad a little bit. So
0: my mom, God bless her. Um, she brought over my old baseball cards to Holy Ghost. She she moved mm-hmm. um to a new house and she gave me this laundry basket full of my old baseball card.
1: I found my I found a, a Todd, Van Todd Van
0: Popper rookie card.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember. I'm kind of remember. I had stopped following baseball closely. You
0: played for the A's back then.
1: Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I definitely remember the name. But okay, so he's a guy. Nash Hutmacher has taken his, I would say has taken his game to another level. They've
0: what I'll say is T. Knighton, your boy, has yeah. developed him.
1: Yeah. They, well, that's what you're looking for.
0: Like, he's well, done Jesus. a very good job of developing. I mean, that's the guy, if you're, like, looking at coaches that have done a good job developing, he's done a great job.
1: Well, he has, but it's not just him, because we just talked about those linebackers. The, Tony White. Yeah, well, no. and Dvorak. Dvorak has obviously done a good job, because Bullock, ha- Bullock had to be developed. John Bullock had to be developed. G- Bayer had to be developed javin Wright had to be developed so that's what this program I mean I haven't talked about this until right now but that you know that's what this program has got to be it's got it's got to be like Michigan State when Michigan you know Michigan State under Dantonio comes to mind that was a developmental program they weren't they didn't they weren't loaded down with four and five star players when they were winning big with Dantonio they developed players very well the key is it has
0: to happen right now because <laughs> if you wait too long, like when you're like frost or Riley or Polini and you're fighting for your job every week, Ah. developing guys for the future is the last of your priorities. Saving your paycheck is your first priority.
1: Yeah. And I
0: I think the pressure of like, like last year developing Bayer was not a priority. Mm -hmm. Like those guys were trying to save their jobs. Save their
1: damn job. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to beat Minnesota and Wisconsin and they, they almost did. You know, what became a priority going into the portal, trying to save it that way. Yeah. We're just gonna bring all these guys in year four and and hope we can save it that way. That was a lot of it. No, you're right. Devin
0: Drew Stefan Wynn. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of had these Rena players come in for right. a year.
1: Patch tried to patch it up.
0: That is not the answer,
1: No, right. this is a good conversation. That that's not what Rule is trying to do is the exact opposite. I'm gonna build with younger players. There's gonna be a solid foundation and we'll plug in portal players you need as we need. Some we
0: can't be Dabo Sweeney on the
1: portal. No, I'm not suggesting that, but I think if you build a solid foundation, then you're just plugging where you need, which the big program, I mean, the, the, the programs are really rolling. They do that. That I mean, Alabama goes and has to find guys in the portal for certain positions. So that's what you hope happens.
0: All right, let's, uh, before we get to headline number four, headline number four uh, brought to you by Caldera Lab. I read something pretty funny the other day, Sip. Welcome to your mid-40s uh, where people that you went to high school with look like they're in their 30s or their 80s. Um, in a, oh, good, God. <laughs> in a good way oh, to God. make sure you look like the younger end of that is take care of your face, uh, Caldera lab. Um, it's a great product. It's brush your teeth every day. Your face is just as important. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a two, three step process every morning. And, and when you go to bed it takes minutes, um, wash your face, put on the, the cream after you get out of the shower. Uh, they got the eye gel you put on your eyes. Um, it's got a 94% Uh, rate of showing overall younger appearances and i've been using it for a few months and i really really like the product um you know we've got a great deal and they'll give you a a packet of all these different products you can use um some in the morning some at night um and like i said this takes minutes to to do it take care of your face Uh, we got a great deal with husker online and caldera lab right now where you can get 20 percent off just visit caldera lab.com and use the code husker To get 20% off, that's calderalab.com, code HUSKER to receive that 20% discount. You you don't want to go back to your reunion, simple and look like the 80-year-old guy when you're 45. (laughs) It might be too
1: late for me, but I give this stuff a try, Sean. All
0: right, let's take it on um, to headline number four. Northern Illinois will not be intimidated by Nebraska. We know that because they've already come in here and won – with a different head coach. Now, Thomas Hammock's already coached a game in here before against Scott Frost. Um, That was the game, if you remember, um, I want to say Maurice Washington ran wild in that game. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't remember it totally. Northern Illinois Illinois will come in here. Sort of an interesting story. I was researching Rocky Lombardi today, and if you note in the Northern Illinois, in their their media section on their website, um, I, I just wanted to see when he was born. Curiously, very curiously to me, they list his birthday, which I believe is July 30th or July 28th, but they don't list a year. <laughs> I think that was omitted on purpose. I don't know why. Maybe Rocky didn't want his, the fact he's 25. He was born in 1998.
0: You, f- you figured it out. Yeah. I, was I went say, back I to Michigan up, State. Yeah, I just pulled up his Michigan State, July 30th, 1998.
1: Yeah. So he's 25. But if you look at the Northern Illinois. So he's older than Garrett McGuire. Yeah. Yeah, he's older than Garrett McGuire. God almighty. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I think they pulled it out of the Northern Illinois. I, why would it a year not be in there? It just says July thirty. And he's a tough kid. I mean. I know. You like him. You make him out. He was a state champ wrestler in Iowa. Well, he completed 47% of his passes at Michigan State. So he kind of threw it like a wrestler, too. Uh, <laughs> I know he's his numbers aren't great. His his career numbers is, is in you know, in terms of touchdown interception ratio are exactly just about exactly what Sims are. To, he's thir- hey, he's 32 touchdowns, 26 picks. To quote Will Bolt, gritty beats pretty. That that's like his he's a
0: gritty beats pretty kind of guy. He's yeah. not going to yeah, win the beauty competition. Now,
1: yeah, no, you're right. But he is a tough kid. They do run a very oh, it's, they they use a lot of formations. They do a lot on offense. Um, a lot of personnel. A lot of formations and a veteran quarterback is good for that. I mean, his, he's not he's going to he's going to be able to handle all that.
0: His dad though was a semi-pro coach, Division 1 college coach and an Iowa high school head coach. He comes from a pretty good coaching background. He's got a brother that plays for the Army Service Academy, starts on the O-line. Yeah, this kid is I mean,
1: this is his 7th year of college football. This is number 7. It's incredible. So now, the thing is, he'll be he won't be intimidated at whatsoever by anything. So that's uh, they scare me a little bit. I mean, they this team, I don't think this is going to be easy. And, and, I, and you know, I was kind of giving you I was kind of being facetious. He's one reason why I don't think it will be easy. He'll keep coming, you know that. Um so we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah he was at Michigan State
0: um in 1918 and 19 before oh in 20. He was there in 20 and he was with Mel Tucker for one year and then Payton they went with Peyton Thorne. Happy dark yeah, it's so, – yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how Nebraska's O-line holds up too because I do think Northern Illinois will get after them and and stun and move. And if it's Harburg at quarterback, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to load the box. They're going to play with eight guys up Yeah, and and
1: dare, yeah. dare Harburg to make throws. That's what you do against Nebraska because it's not only a quarterback who's – well, first of all, he's pretty – you know, he's unproven. We don't know even exactly what Heinrich has – uh, I mean, we saw him against Colorado in in garbage time, but we really don't we don't know what we're going to see here, especially if it gets hot. If it if it if the if it's a game in the fourth quarter, what's that what's that going to look like? Yeah, could this be Troy 2018 all over again? Right. I I mean, I'm entering this game, if, or let's just put it this way: if I were a Nebraska fan in the stands, I I'd, I'd enter the stadium with a degree of trepidation. Here. I mean, I mean, I'm nervous. I, yeah. I, <laughs> Knowing the
0: situation of how they've played on offense, knowing Sims probably out. Right. um, You know, knowing the spread's only 10 and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's razor low for a game like
1: this. It is. Now, and back to Heinrich, Sean. I'm not, I mean, I'm not judging him one way or the other right now. How could I? I just want to see what it looks like. I'm really interested. And what you said is 100% accurate they're going to stack the box. It's going to be hard to just line up and run it at them. They're going to have to they're going to have to kind of pass to set up the run and can they do that? Because it's not just a quarterback who you wonder about his accuracy. It's that old story that's be, it's becoming we're beating a dead horse almost at this point 3 games in is they just don't have much at receiver. It's not to dog those guys they got. I like it when they, you know, the starting lineup, when they when they have Camp and and Bullock and and Washington. That's that's all right it's it's satisfactory now washington looks a little slow to me right now though like he hasn't he's not all the way back um so that that hurts and why jalen lloyd didn't see a snap at colorado was interesting it's interesting i don't i don't know that he's gonna be a game changer no i think he's a game changer at this point the the issue is they don't have that they really don't have a game changer. It was good to see Kemp get going with five catches. He's a tough dude. He's just what you thought. He, you know, he'll catch an underneath route, break a tackle, and get some yards. Like, can
0: he get you a third and six
1: catch? That's that's well, that's the hope. key. That's the key.
0: Now here's a stat of Northern Illinois. They're only giving up 104 rushing yards a game. Yeah. And the most any individual the last two weeks has had on them is 67 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. That was Boston College's quarterback. So. Uh, by the way, thank you, Sugarland, for that number. Our, yeah,
1: Sugarland's incredible.
0: He's on he's a part of our unofficial stats research team.
1: He's he's incredible, the the stuff he comes up with. I'm not joking. So yeah, let's see what that looks like. Matt Rule has said in very plain terms, if this team is gonna be good, it's defense, special teams, and we got to run the ball. So let's see it.
0: All right. Um, before we get to headline number five. Uh, This segment is brought to you by underdog fantasy, even though this is college football podcasts. uh, I'm going to guess there's a lot of you that are NFL fans as well. And as you know, the NFL is officially back. A lot of your Sundays are probably now filled with watching games and a big part of watching those uh, is fantasy football. That's why we've partnered with underdog fantasy for this football season. It is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. In the Pick'em game, you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy. You just pick stats for maybe two or five of your favorite players and then choose whether they're going to go higher or lower. Uh, So if you're watching Bengals, you can say Joe Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, over-unders on those guys, um, and, and be real specific. It's a very easy way to watch games, get engaged. You can win up to 20 times your money if you go five for five on over-under picks. So sign up with promo code HUSKER today and get your first deposit doubled of up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find that in the app store. And don't forget to register with my promo code Husker to get your first deposit of $100 doubled. Uh, you must be 18 or older to play and be present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Thank you again to Underdog Fantasy, a proud sponsor here of the Husker Online Show. All right, final headline, to Steve Sipple. It's a down year for the Big Ten West. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're, let, let's just put the lipstick on the pig right now because it, it it's not pretty. I mean, Wisconsin gets beat at Washington State. They did not look good. We know Nebraska. Purdue gets a nice win at it did. Virginia Tech. It did. Uh, they play Syracuse this week. That's going to be a game to watch. Um, Iowa is probably the best team in the West today. Yep. Illinois got stomped by your boy Lance Leipold and those Kansas Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the w- Northwestern, I mean, when you get into that deal there, I mean, it's it's a real match. And Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota's undefeated, um, so they're in this race, but they play at North Carolina this week.
1: Yeah, that start with that. I mean, that game's going to tell you a lot. Uh, it's going to tell you a lot. In fact, if Minnesota would go beat North Carolina. Then they're the favorites. Man. Then they're the favorite. Well, they play Michigan and Ohio
0: State, though, and Michigan State. So yeah,
1: that's trouble. They
0: have the – in this final year of the West, you got to look at the crossovers and – Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin only play one of the Big Three. That's big. And Minnesota plays two of them. Yeah, that's big. And it just kind of Nebraska had that schedule, and it got—I mean—that that schedule got coaches fired at Nebraska when you play when you play multiple Big Three members with your division, and you lose your
1: non-conference
0: games, you get fired.
1: Yeah, Illinois is—I mean, I know a, a little bit about Illinois because I watched the entire game against Toledo and I watched some of the game against Kansas, surprising to me that they're not better. They're, they're, really, they're really pedestrian on offense. Very pedestrian on offense. Their D-line is still pretty good, but I was struck by the fact that Kansas, Kansas was the more physical team than Illinois. Kansas, Sean, let that sink in. Kansas had two rushers. Well, one went for 120, one went for 98. So two 100-yard rushers. Against Illinois, six sacks against Illinois, Kansas more physical than a Brett Bielema team.
0: I got to think that game for Leipold was a little personal too because <laughs> um, he was a finalist for that Illinois job, and they went with Bielema over he was him. Absolutely a finalist for it, and you know, like he's he absolutely a finalist for it. he's a finalist for the Nebraska job. And you got to th- think, and Lance has dealt with that his whole career. I mean, he's battled and battled, but he's always won. what? Yeah. And you got to think if Michigan State, if that officially opens, he'd be one of the first calls they make.
1: Well, I saw him on a CBS Sports uh, hot board. It was it was the top three were Lance Leipold one, Chris Kleiman, two, and Pat Narduzzi three. Mark Stoops four. By the way, I think Mark Stoop. I mean, I don't think Stoops would leave for the Michigan State job. No, I think Lance. Now, Lance, on the other hand, I, I think if I were a Kansas fan. I'd be a little concerned about that. Lance is a is a Jefferson, Wisconsin guy. He's a Big Ten guy. He is exactly what Michigan State would be looking for in that developmental coach. He's not trying to chase five stars. No, he's a de- no. N- nor did Antonio, and he he would wo- he'd probably work up there. It, and it would be I would say a step up, right? You're going to the Big Ten money. You're going right into that Big Ten wealth. What right? well, if Farron's ever? moved on from iowa i would think
0: lance is a candidate there but Climan's probably the first call to iowa yeah i and, just wonder if you can
1: pry Kleiman out of kansas state well right that's what i wonder i think it's easier to pry lance leipold out of lawrence than it is to pry chris Kleiman out of out of manhattan now doesn't iowa have an interim ad i don't even know about the, yeah, that yeah she's
0: she's the interim ad okay. there um but Gene Taylor was the former deputy AD of Iowa. So may, maybe Gene Taylor gets the Iowa AD job.
1: Could th- then, then the conversation would shift. But uh, Kleiman strikes me as a guy that isn't going to just go take jobs. He's extremely loyal to Gene Taylor. Yeah. He's extremely loyal to Gene Taylor. And I think he's just kind of an extremely loyal guy. He doesn't strike, strike me as a paycheck chaser or he's anything. He's a really like good that. coach. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think they're going to thump Missouri this weekend. Thump. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. They have a good team. I'm not taking you on. I don't know what Missouri has. I know this. Kansas State has their entire offensive line back, and they're ranked like 15th or 16th. Missouri's not close to being ranked. Hey, the SEC
0: is kind of down this year. Other than Georgia, by the way, who doesn't play anybody till like later in the year, but Alabama—that's not the same Alabama team we've seen play. LSU's already got beaten by Florida State. A and M. got beat at Miami. Um, you know, old old Miss Old Miss tough. But old Miss is gonna have to run through Alabama and LSU. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is the SEC to me is only a one bid playoff league this year. There's no I think it's gonna be hard for any I wrote this today. I don't I think it, for any league to get two bids is gonna be tough. Okay. Florida State and the ACC, right?
1: That that changes the equation a little
0: um, bit. The pac 12s lined up to get a bid right now. Yeah, it Washington is. and USC.
1: Oh yeah, those teams are loaded up.
0: The Big Ten winner lined up. What about Notre Dame? Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah.
1: There's yeah, a they're lot, playing well.
0: But but the season that the beauty of college football is the season is a playoff. Guess mm-hmm. who plays each other? USC Notre Dame. Yep, that's a playoff game. Yeah, LSU Florida State was a de facto playoff. It was. But when we move to this 12 team playoff, those games won't be near as detrimental because you, you could can still, lose two or three. Yeah, you could get in at nine and three for yeah. sure, 10 and two. Yeah. But if you're a really good nine and three, like let's say 2009 Nebraska, they may, I mean, they could have maybe they been, might a, have
1: squeezed in. They could have been close. They might have squeezed in. Doubt, doubtful, but they could have gotten in. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, like Florida State is a big – that was a big flex against LSU. That fourth quarter was a major flex, and I watched it. Florida State is back. They're, Sean, they are all the way back. I was. It was breathtaking what they look like up front on offense. Now, I followed that program because my brother's a season ticket holder. Their offensive line three years ago, you'd look at it and go, ooh, ooh, ooh what, what? why can't you recruit offensive linemen? That Norvell went in there. And and just took care of the lines. I mean, they are they are hardcore good up front on both sides. And they're not, you know, we've seen some programs
0: try to build with NIL. That's not the priority. I mean, I was talking to one expert today about it. he said Florida State's NIL is nothing like crazy. They have
1: it though. They ha-
0: but it's not nowhere near what you're seeing at Texas, Texas. My brother's Indiana. involved in it. But it's small. <laughs> it's,
1: it's not big. It's no, not it's big. Right. I mean, no, it's, it's not you're,
0: like it's one of the reasons why they're towards the bottom on Brandon Baker. I mean, of of his five, like I think Texas, Ohio state Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska, Nebraska's NIL is, can, can, but it's a matter of, do they want to commit to a player that kind of money? Is it, you know, when you talk about high school guys,
1: that's, it becomes a philosophical question. Like, do you believe in giving a high school kid close to a million dollars before he plays it down? I mean, we're seeing with Jeff Sims, not a high school player. A big, a pretty big financial commitment, and he's maybe played his way out of his job already. So, yeah, the NIL, you're entering into a tricky business. I
0: thing. mean, think about Sims. He had like an Amigos combo meal named after him with billboards around town, acres equipment tractor ads, Gary Michaels suit ads. Yep. It's
1: tricky, it's risky. I mean, that's what that's the better word for a business to get behind a player that you don't quite know what's going to happen, right? That's risky. There's some risk there. Well, and his, the price to get involved is high. I mean, I know we
0: Tanner's Sports Bar. We can, they looked at trying to maybe do doing the ad of them. It just it's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> I mean it's, thousands of like, dollars. Thousands, thousands it's, of and dollars. It's a risk. Where right. I'll say the first year of doing like a Tanner's ad of the a- athletes peanuts compared to this. Like, yeah. I mean, the first peanuts year.
1: compared to Sims. The the first year of
0: NIL. I mean, it was like pizza money for guys. It wasn't. Now it's like life changing money mm-hmm. for all these guys. Mm-hmm. What's the combo meal that's named after Sims? So you get a soft taco, okay, I a like crisp that. meat burrito, okay, a potato and a
1: drink. Okay. So for, you get the best of both worlds. I mean, that's what he said, right? You get yeah. a crispy, crispy something or other. Eight ninety nine and a soft taco. Um it's a lot of food. Eight ninety nine is a good deal. That's a good deal. That's that's solid.
0: The younger college kids don't. When that Amigos was in its prime downtown Lincoln.
1: Oh, God. I mean, Woody, that they had Woody the cop there every night, every weekend night. Every night. Every night.
0: Everybody in Lincoln knows that guy. Yeah, Woody. Because he diffused so many situations. Yeah. 2am
1: situations
0: he was like remember on jerry springer there was that guy named steve like the security guy on yeah. jerry's that was woody at amigos because
1: yeah you would have like yeah, I, I didn't i I'm, I'm a little startled right now that you're so you're a big jerry springer guy well i, I, I wouldn't have known Woody I have diffused
0: guessed, uh, yeah like situation but i mean
1: <laughs> you'd get an inch like a late night
0: amigos crowd you'd get like a street crowd mixed with like college frat crowd mm-hmm. and i mean it it could get toxic. It could get rough. Yeah, it could boil over pretty quick. It, it was also a lot of fun though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new the new generation uh, the amigo it must not have worked for those kids because it, it's closed. They, they don't even have a downtown location. But yeah, that's unfortunate. When I moved to Lincoln in '99, like I just remember like that was like where you went. Sure. At the end of the night. Yeah.
1: I can kind of remember. Lazari's I...
0: Pizza was too. I mean, yeah. and, and Lazari's has gone downtown as well.
1: Is it? Are you sure about that? Yeah, oh yeah,
0: I'm very sure about that. Okay. Anyway. Come on, are you questioning me about Lazari's? I'm always questioning you, Sean. You know
1: that. They didn't want to have it's to my pay- job well, to
0: question you. They were gonna to have to update their entire they didn't want to pay all this money to update kitchen equipment. So they this this they have the South Lincoln location. Though. Okay. Greg Lis, former husker, tight end, still still heavily involved, but reminiscing on <laughs> late night Nebraska. <laughs> Hopefully we're talking about a win here late night by the way join sipple and i and robin washett uh robin did get a six pack of cornhead beer hmm. um the nil beer from nebraska so hmm. we will have we w- we will crack open a six pack of cornhead for the post game show okay that's
1: that's good that that is incentive to get done with my column
0: early so join us here uh after the game uh, 6 o'clock game we'll probably be on Eleven thirty midnight ish. Okay. I'm tr- just depends how the game goes, yeah, um, and, and how fast it goes and, and whatnot. But uh, we'll be on here on the YouTube channel live. So make sure you join us for that post game show. Um, you can like and follow and subscribe to us. Set your notifications uh, to get a reminder when we will go live. Um, if you don't have time to watch us on YouTube, we always put the show on the podcast channel. So if you're in your car and you got a long drive, just download our podcast. All the shows we do are on the Husker Online podcast channel anywhere you find podcasts at so uh once again everybody hopefully have a safe trip into lincoln looking forward to the game saturday home opener uh for steve Sipple. i'm sean callahan signing off for another edition of husker online headlines